The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, March 16th, 2022, Season 17, Episode number 108. Welcome to the latest edition and most scintillating edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Free agency is about to kick off. We've already had the uh, the initial tampering period, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, but it's going to kick off in earnest this afternoon where people can actually put their names on the dotted line. And that's where it gets really interesting. we got so many storylines, so many storylines to talk about. Welcome to the show, Nick Eatman, Hi. Amber Garcia. Uh, Dave's not with us today. He's out, uh, I don't know, doing what, but but he's not here today. So the three of us are going to hold it down, and, uh, <laughs> and we're going to uh, get some opinions from these guys on the happenings around Cowboy Land the last couple days here. Let's start first with, obviously, the biggest news uh, that's happened in the last 24 hours. And um, Randy Gregory, um, let's start first, Nick. Just this level set for everybody, in your opinion, and, and oh. you're as tied in as anybody. And I, I don't know about I, that. No, you absolutely right. are because I know the people you talk to. Give me a layout of what actually happened. Where, okay. Where did we get from the beginning to, to kind of where we are now with Randy Gregory? And, and I'm about to start this, but before I do, there's no way we can do the show tomorrow. Like we're doing the show today. <laughs> well, I really would like to do the show tomorrow. But I'll tell you this: we can always jump back on. I don't know that Amber will put up with us two times in one okay. week in the off season. That's not in our contract, but yeah. we can definitely. You and I can jump on there. And we know bit. what's on the contract is important. <laughs> right. so. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You got to stick to the contract. Um, this is a. It was a roller coaster ride. Don't know if it's over, but I mean, because it four o'clock is like you said. That's when everything you know. That's when everything will be official, uh, or that's when it first can be official. It doesn't have you don't have to sign right right away. So we'll see how this thing goes. But I think what's happened here with Randy. This is what it looked like to me: is at the end of the day, and maybe even at the start of the day, he didn't really want to be in Dallas. Now, whether that's true or not, I, I don't know. But I mean going to Denver. So like I, I think if he really wanted to be here, I think he he would have. Um the problem that I have with all of this is that it sounded like Jerry got on the phone Monday night and had a long talk with Randy and really quoted was recruited the hell out of him. That's my problem. This guy's stood by you for seven years. He's he's done he's done that and supported you when no one else did. He's offering you more than he's offering you what everyone else is offering. You sign lowball hometown discount. Why is this conversation not thirty seconds? That's my problem. It's done, Randy. Let's do this. You know I'm proud of you. Let's get let's make this happen. So the fact that you have to recruit him that hard to me that that's a, that was an issue number one. And then anything about the contract, um, I my personal opinion is the agent who lives in Denver wanted his client to be in Denver, and I think they came up with this and maybe just stressed this part about the language in there. I don't think, it's a, I don't think that was a big deal. It, it, it's, a, it's part of every contract, and I think they're just using something to say, hey, you know, Cowboys don't have faith in you. Now, in all fairness, and, and I, I guess and what I want to do is I want to make sure that, that we talk about every side of this, I think the, the argument against that would be, well— it wasn't exactly the same contract because there was this language in there. And this is language of that, although it is very customary for Cowboys contracts, as we mm-hmm. said, all Cowboys contracts seemingly have it in it except for Dax. That being said, Denver wasn't putting it in the contract. So there was a point of differentiation. In Denver, maybe he doesn't have that language. In Dallas, he does. And that's maybe where they found a difference. And, and that was enough of a difference for them to want to make a different decision. I think that... It goes back to probably, and my this is just my opinion, it goes back to what Nick was talking about, the agent, and kind of who do you have talking in your ear when you're at home mm-hmm. in your like personal space, personal trusting space, as opposed to, yeah, you have lived 
the the relationship that you have with Jerry Jones and the Cowboys and you know what you've experienced but you're always like in the back of your head even if you think something you're thinking oh they're probably trying to get the best end of the deal for themselves so you're going to trust more the person that's supposed to be looking out for you and supposed to be helping you out uh, to get you the best deal that you possibly can but we all know we've we've seen shows on TV we've seen ballers i i think that you learn a lot from like the, the what it's supposed to be the the side that we don't get to see and how business works in the NFL so you know the 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 agent <laughs> the agent who knows what he got going on and what kind of relationships he has in, in with the broncos and wants to kind of pull Randy Gregory and just saying something like that like oh well this was in your contract that wasn't before and yeah. you shouldn't, you know, so little things like that. Yeah, it's going to bother you. But I don't think until and, and I learned this t yesterday and I think we all learned the lesson until it is on paper, signed <laughs> with a pen, possibly a blue pen. We can't say what can happen or what cannot happen. Yeah. So until I hear that that's signed and I see a picture of him signing I won't. I won't say whether he's going over there, staying or whatever, because we know the kind of power that Jerry Jones yeah. has too. But like Nick said, I don't think it should have been this dramatic yeah. and so confusing. Yeah, you, I mean, you touched on the part that I think bothers me the most about this. I know Nick, you said the part that bothers you. The part that bothers me the most is that there was this characterization, and I don't know if it came from the agent or Randy or someone else, just the media uh, putting it in there. But there was just the idea that the Cowboys just kind of at the 11th hour just slipped this little mm -hmm. caveat into this contract and hope they wouldn't see it. And and that doesn't seem to be what happened here. It's a situation where this is a standard part of their contracts. By the way, it was in Randy's contract, his first contract, where there was guaranteed money in it. So they should have well, known. Well, can you mention the difference between, like, what uh, the kind of contract he had last year because people are also talking that was about not a guaranteed contract mm -hmm. he didn't have guaranteed right. money in that and that's why the clause is in the, that clause is in there in guarantee in contract to have guaranteed money so his first contract back in whatever year that was when he first got into the nfl that one did have the same language in it as this one has in it so it wasn't something mm -hmm. where it doesn't appear to be something where the, the cowboys are just kind of like hey let's see if they catch this let's just kind of right. you know drop this in there it was one of those situations where they put their standard language in there and and for whatever reason someone characterized it as the cowboys were trying to get over on them and that's the part i think is is being disingenuous i have no problem with the player deciding for himself hey that's not something that works for me i don't think that's something because i assume if it was in everybody else's contract except for Dax, Dak and his agent said at some point, you know, that doesn't work for us. And so, you know, it's every player and their, their representative's right to be able to negotiate and say, that's not something we want to agree to. Where I have a problem is when someone makes it seem like there was kind of this this nefarious thing Hold that was on. going on with it. it really was trying to be sneaky. Yeah, but but let's let's talk about specifically what we're what you're saying there though. I mean, like, if you don't have a problem with that. But, like, I have a problem with that. I mean, if, if you walk in here and say, hey, guys, you can't come in the building here if you've got guns. And someone just turns around and says, well, okay, see you guys later. I'm, I'm going back. It's like, well, what's the guy? The guy's got guns? You know what I mean? Like, like Yeah, but, but here's— But, but if you don't—if that is the, the issue, if that is the issue of, like, well, I don't want to, to, to agree to that, well, then what are, what are we anticipating well, because, here? Because here's the thing. We are talking about a league— where you can get fined mm -hmm. or suspended, even when the court, like the legal system, sure. says there's nothing here. We saw it happen with Zeke. Like, it happens in this league. It doesn't take a right. legal finding. It just takes the commissioner saying, you know, it doesn't sit right with me, so I'm going to fine you. doesn't sit right with me, I'm going to suspend you, and now my guarantees are lost. So, again, by the way, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to make a, a judgment as to whether this is a a good clause or a bad clause. What I'm saying is I think the player has a right to sure. be able to say, this doesn't work for me. I see areas in this clause that could be harmful to me, and if I have enough leverage, I choose to say I don't want to do that and I will take a deal that doesn't have it in it. That's his right. Yeah. That's absolutely his right. And, and you know what else is, is his right as well is he can – like what people don't know – like I, 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 I said that what I said about Jerry and, and them and I, it should have been – a quick conversation but what you don't know is is what a player needs in their a person not just a player what a person needs in their life as far as change 
Do they need a different? I mean, this, he's been here for seven years. Maybe he wants to go somewhere else. Maybe, Maybe he wants to go to a different state. <laughs> Whatever it is. Stop it, Nick. I'm, I'm just saying, you go to wherever you want. Where, where I mean, he doesn't have to take a discount because yeah. of Jerry. You know, you don't have to do that. You would think you, if it was close, you'd think he would. But so when it's done, when he signs, you know, I might have a different opinion on it. But right now. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, I, I, it looks like as we sit right here before noon, you know, in, in, in Dallas, I mean, it looks like he's going to go to Denver. But, man. Guess what? This time yesterday, it looked like he was going to go to Dallas. Or yeah. It might have been leaving a little bit before this. So I, you, you, I think the point that, that I'm hearing you make is everybody just kind of wait. Let's see how this all goes. And, by the way, that's across the league. Yeah. Everything you've been hearing over the last two days, it was set up by the league. To do exactly what it's doing, create conversation. Drama. Because none of this, none of this is done until the paper is signed, and that can't happen until at the earliest 4 p.m. today. So right now, let's just see how this all plays out. It's looking like he is going to Denver. We'll see how that plays out, and we'll see if by four today or at some point after that, if he signs the contract with Denver. Real quick, this clause, obviously I know the gist of it, but it do you do we know specifically what it said? Oh, in the contract? Yes. I, I think it's just standard with any time a player um, has, is suspended, like any kind of guaranteed money that he has is voided. That's what happened with Lyle Collins. That's why, you know, and Lyle, that's a player that could have some news today too. I mean, he he, he might be released today. He might be traded today, you know. I mean, mm. I think if the Cowboys could get another fifth-round pick, that'd be great. You know, they only got four. so <laughs> Maybe one of them will hit. Maybe. Maybe one of them will kick. Anyways, um, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Texas. What? What, wow. Bean? What? Wow. What's... Wow. Is that what we're doing today? <laughs> well, I mean, that was a bad joke. Come on. Let's be honest with you. Was it? Oh, I thought you were messing with my Texas No, guy. no, no. I was okay. talking about him. He's like, well, maybe one of them can kick. I think it's a great joke. But <laughs> okay. It's okay. All right. That's okay. Like Chris. Like Chris is the... Stand-up guy. Anyways, um, <laughs> Gee, what? What, what I'm just saying. I mean, who's, who's to say what a funny joke Make is? Make your point. Uh, maybe, they'll get, maybe they'll draft a kicker. Maybe they'll draft All a right, kicker good. in the fifth round. They got four picks. Well, they got four other picks. And so, you yeah. know what? Maybe they'll re-sign Greg Zerline. And that really is a thing. That could happen. See, we're trying to have a good show I'm here. telling you, they could re-sign <laughs> Greg Zerline. They what could. a punter? They could re- they could. They need a punter. They need... Uh, you know, anger is out there. Right, we're we're getting Hecker. way off from where I want to be right now. Either Let's cut focus the relationship back. or you don't. There enough with this back and forth. Thank you, crap. Amber. Thank it's either you. it is or it isn't. And when you when you're in the relationship, just move That's on. It. Everybody yeah, should move go on. Away. Everybody do other things, you know? Exactly. Tell that to Rob Phillips. He he was working here and then he left and he came back. We don't you don't want Rob to come back? <laughs> oh, is that what we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> Now saying. we just made it personal, huh? Well, I mean, you know, sometimes right. it happens. Like All right, that. so here's my question for you guys. Um how much of a problem is it if Randy doesn't come back? How much of a problem is that for Dallas? And you can take this from any standpoint okay. you want, from a from a fan standpoint, from a PR standpoint, from a football standpoint. What? How much of a problem is this for Dallas? Well, it's just all about the pivot. I mean, where do they go from there? I mean, I mean, they had it budgeted for what fourteen million. Yeah, do something with that. You know, like oh, what Don't are you hold that do? to next year? Are you going to get two players yeah. from that? Are you going to go get Dorrance Armstrong now and someone else? Are you going to go get? Um, Avon Miller, yeah. which I, that's not going to be 14. That's going to be more than that. So uh, Can Bobby Wagner be in the mix? Can Bobby, yeah. yeah. And, and I know this. The Cowboys have made phone calls to just throw them out there, and the answer is yes. All the names. Chandler Jones, Bobby Wagner, Dante Fowler, um, Von Miller. Uh, who else? I mean, Zadarius Smith. They they they've done their due diligence with all of it, and they're they're just kind of get the parameters and see. Um, you know, I think Dorrance is in the mix here. You know, if if Randy officially signs with Denver, I think Randy, I think Dorrance would be in the mix, but Dorrance and someone else. Um, Leighton Vanderesh sounds like Leighton's not getting the the money that. He thought he would get on the open market. On the open market. Uh, but but he, he could get some some deals today. I, it sounds like New England and Pittsburgh are in the, are in the mix mm-hmm. for, for him. J. Ron Curse, that's an interesting one as well. Um, I think Curse thought he'd get a little bit more money too. This seems like one where a lot of people in the league thought Curse was going to just go back to Dallas and Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. and they didn't really mess with it. So I don't mm-hmm. think he's got like – you know, they don't have anything to bounce it off on. And 
I think they're, they're working on a deal, and they want him to be happy. And they might also look at it and say, like, this may be one of those players that really works for Dan's system, maybe not so much for ours. Maybe. You know, maybe that's part of it, is he's more valuable to Dallas maybe than he is to a lot of other right. teams. I, I think at the end, literally at the end of the day, I really think the J-Ron Kerr situation, I think that um, if I'm predicting, I think that they'll they'll get a deal with him. That's yeah. what I think. And to be be honest with you, Nick, going into you know the, the offseason this year, the way I looked at the defense was – I need to keep one of my two defensive ends, mm-hmm. um, and I need to one keep of the three. You mean? I mean, you weren't factoring I, in Dorrance. I wasn't factoring. Okay. I assumed Dorrance and and Cedric to me were guys I didn't think they would be able to retain because I figured the amount of money they would be valuable, that the amount of money they would demand on the open market would be more than Dallas would be willing to pay for the roles they would play here. Got it. That being said, I felt like I needed to keep one of my two defensive ends. I needed to keep one of those sa- one of those free safeties, and I needed to keep my strong safety. And if I did that, I felt like I could fill in a lot of the other blanks between draft, lower level free agents. I felt like I could. I felt like that gives you still a really good defense. Those are the core. That's the core. Now, if you get both defensive ends, now you're really working with something. If you add a free agent that you weren't expecting, now you're really mm-hmm. working with something. But to me, if they fulfill that, they've done what I think they had to do, and then everything else is the gravy. Well, going back to your question. I think this is a, a big problem. If, And I'm not saying Randy Gregory is the best defensive end pass rusher in the NFL. He's not. But if you don't find someone that's better than him or that can somewhat provide you something equal to what he was giving you, then you're now you're messing with the side of the ball that was... The good side, the one side that is kind of giving you some some excitement, some hope, some you know, after the transition and, and development that we saw last year with what Dan Quinn was able to do, now you if you don't replace that position, you're messing now with also what Micah Parson might be able to give you and a, a player that was so versatile and that was able to help you in different ways, but you cannot pin him down at a certain position because then I think that's really going to affect you, your defense overall. So right now I'm I'm very concerned. I am not happy or excited about the offense and we still have guys and all that, but there are a lot of things to fix. A lot of uncertainty uh, a wide receiver even though we know we have CD Lamb, we have Michael Gallup now. They also brought Noah Brown back and all that, but is CD Lamb going to be able to step up? How is Michael Gallup coming back from that injury? How is he going to look like uh, at the role that they're going to give him as well? So a lot of uncertainty there, the O-line and all that. But if they don't bring someone exciting on the defense right now, hmm. I'm raising my hand of someone that's going to be walking around with a grumpy face, <laughs> unhappy, and not excited because there are a lot of things <laughs> to fix right now. Yeah, You know, with Randy... If he's not on the team, I'll just look at his stats and his age and his going on, you know, and some of his injury history. And, you know, because that's looking at glass half full and half empty and all that. Like, you look at it and go, "Eh, you know, he's 29 and he's not really done anything. He's never made a Pro Bowl. You can do whatever you want. season, yeah. And then if you sign him, all you got to do is show me the clip against Washington where he tipped the ball and then caught it and ran it and a stiff arm and all that like, stuff. Give me, more like, give me that guy. <laughs> so I, I get it. I mean, and, and that's what Denver's doing. And, and you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to badmouth him as a, as yeah. a player. I, I, I He was a guy I would have wanted to sign. Um, I can see the value there because um, I think he's a he's a freakish player. Um He's he's not been consistent though mm-hmm. in his life at times, and then obviously on the field, and and they go hand in hand. But um, you know, if Denver if Denver gets him, I mean, they're getting an outstanding player potentially. He's got the potential to be as freakish as anybody in the league. Just doesn't always show it out there, and that's yeah. that's the the hiccup. But the Cowboys wanted him back, and you know. I'll say this about Jerry Jones. I think Jerry Jones could stand it in, in in front of a beach and and sell sand to people as they walk in and say, "Hey, would you like some sand?" Seen him do it. I think I think he could similar do it. things. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just gonna say this: if 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 Randy if Randy gets any more phone calls from Jerry, like you better Before not take him. Before he gets them. on that plane, right? Like <laughs> if he wants to go to Denver, don't get on the phone. Yeah. Don't don't talk to Jerry because I'm just saying I I trust Jerry. If Jerry you had the last say, I I trust him, but. You know, we'll we'll see. As it stands right now, it looks like he's going to Denver, but I want to see that ink. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I, I will say this, and and I'm actually we're going to take a break. But when we come back, I want to ask you guys the question: Would you consider taking the money 
that now is available if they're not going to sign uh, Randy. Get Randy, would you consider taking that money and maybe using it on the offense? Because Amber talked about the offense. Would you maybe look at, is there some free agent out there at guard or center or tackle even maybe that makes you say, hey, let's spend some of that big money there. Can you fix the offensive line and you get more value for your team than maybe spending it on a pass rusher? We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. At at and everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. To the break. All right, here's a new one here. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing. All right. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home. Have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now. Let's go. 214-225-4860. So if you're living in Virginia, I don't know if they're going to help you, but you know what? Living in this area, get that roof checked. Hey, man, you know we always have crazy weather in Dallas. You never know when you got a little problem on the roof and... You don't want to find out by water coming through your ceiling. So trust me, go get it checked out. Hell yeah. <laughs> How about that one, Chris? Nope. Okay. Still didn't like it. He's, he's still not on board. Oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. Um, question I have for you guys before we went to break. Do you take the money that you would have spent on Randy um, and, and maybe go and use it on the offensive side of the ball? Because I talked before the break about, for me, what I thought they needed to do on the defense. The number one priority I thought the Cowboys had going into the offseason, regardless of side of the ball, was they need to fix this offensive mm-hmm. line. Would you take that money and now go out and try to get J.C. Treader, who's a center, probably mm-hmm. the best center on the free agent market right now? Do you go out and spend that money on that side of the ball instead of maybe getting another pass rusher? I would. No, I, I would definitely for the offensive line. you got, you got to fix your, your problems. But, but I will say this, though. Your defense last year was good. It was good defense. Yeah. It wasn't like the best, it great. It, but it's it was good. it was good and it, and it was really good at turnovers. But it was you know they had some issues as well. So you can't just you know if you lose Randy, you, you got to get something for that. You know what I mean? Because then you're gonna you're gonna drop down even more. So I, I can see I can see both sides. I mean I mean you got holes to fix. Whatever the best value is, uh, yeah. If it's an offensive player, I don't think it'd be a receiver. I do think they're gonna sign a, a veteran receiver. Um, Your boy. So does Dez. Dez thinks so too. But um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, that that would be interesting. But but anyways, and I'm talking about Dez throughout James Washington's name yeah. um, the other day. Oklahoma State. Yeah, he's know. a neat and family favorite. Yeah, 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 could be. Yeah, that would be that would be nice if yeah. um, he's from Abilene, Stanford. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I think I think it would be you know he, he'd be a good a good addition. They need somebody like that. Um, but um, anyways, I mean I. Guard, yeah, center, defense, any, anything you need. So whoever is the best player available, like take that to 
the free free agency. You know the the concept that they use mm. for draft. Take it, apply that to free agency. Doesn't matter which side of the ball. Just go for the best player available because you need it. You need help on both sides, clearly. But um, one thing I do. I don't. Will they? Because they don't usually do this in recent years. And I know at the same time we have seen a lot of changes with Mike McCarthy coming in and things that we haven't seen before have happened. So now I wonder. Okay, are they looking to actually spend some money on a guy that isn't their own guy? Because I don't want to rely on just the draft. Even mm. if they draft a good guy or whatever, I I don't want it to be the case that we go in because it's a hit or miss. Some guys. Right away, Micah Parsons, right away, are excellent. But it's hard to find guys like that, and it's rare. And at the same time, you get guys that it does take them a while to develop and all that. And, and right now, people are tired. We, yeah. We're not looking to develop. We're looking to do it. Honestly, there, there's really there's really on one position where I look at, or maybe two, where I look at it and I'm like, I don't think that I wouldn't be waiting for the draft to address this. And, and it's reason why. Receiver is the primary one because, as you guys mentioned last week on the show, um, you, there's a good chance. I shouldn't say good chance. There is a chance, whatever the percentage is, there's a chance that Michael Gallup is not ready to play mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season. He certainly won't be ready for the beginning of training camp and preseason. So that being said, I think I need to hedge my bet and I need to have a veteran on this team. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm not going to draft one. I might draft one really high, but I think I need to have a vet that's available to me uh, week one that could start the season that if I have him paired with CD paired with whoever is the rookie that I draft now I still got a good enough wide receiver core to be able to go out and do what I need to do to win ball games so for me I look at that position I say I really think you got to get a even if it's a lower and I shouldn't say a lower but a, a, not the top a veteran at the position James Washington would be a perfect fit yeah. from that standpoint he's that that guy that's Pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Um, has played and done some pretty decent things where he was before. You can probably get him for a pretty good deal, maybe even a short-term deal, one, two years. And and so for something like that, to me, that that seems to be the great fit, and that seems to be the thing I think they got to do this offseason before they get to draft. Yep. All right. Um, let's talk about some of the people, uh, some of the players who are no longer here. Uh, we have not had a chance to talk about some of those deals that have happened over the last several days. I want you to tell me about, like, I'm going to throw out the name. I'll tell you what they went and what what happened. And then I want you to tell me if you think the Cowboys should have made more of a play based on where they went and, and what they were given. Let's start first. Obviously, it was a trade with Amari Cooper. Uh, they traded for a fifth-round pick. They swapped sixth-round picks with Cleveland. How did you feel about that deal? Well, I don't like the, the decision to get rid of Amari Cooper. That's plain and simple I, I wouldn't have done that um i think that this team is is on the verge of doing something they're right there and i think he's one of their better players and i, I would have figured it out with him so that's not the so case so fit definitely wasn't worth it for you no no the hold on hold on the trade was it are they saving again 16 million 16 so um you know that's what they were gonna you know that's what they were gonna get randy gregory or or, or whoever you know with yeah. but um but but it's two different things. It's the decision, and then they've made it. Okay, so now it's a trade. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, the trade's fine. The trade is what it is. I yeah. mean, if you could get a first, you get a first. You get a second, you get a third, you get a fourth, you get a fifth. You it's all about the market. It's yeah. just that's yeah. what it is, and that's that's the world that we live in with every with us doing thirty seven podcasts and and everyone in the world doing it thirty eight thirty whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's what that's what. We're doing here, you know. So the thing about that is, is that like you can't. Nothing's a secret. As soon as the Browns think you're going to cut them, then they're not going to. You know, fifth is about the best you're going to. And they're taking on all that salary, so they're not really necessarily giving up a lot of picks, knowing they're going to have to take on salary. That's part of it too. You know, this is the most expensive fifth round pick they've ever had. So um, that's the the trade is what it is. I mean, you never, you never. If they could have got more, they would have got more. I mean, would you have taken a fourth round, a fourth round pick from an, from the Eagles or a fifth rounder from the Browns? Fifth round from Browns. I mean, so you're looking at AFC. You're doing the best option you can. Get them over there. You know, that is what it is. I wouldn't have made the decision, but that's the decision they made. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. And again, we don't know exactly what all they got going on over there, what all they have dealt with, and all that. But at the same time, like this trade just 
left me feeling like I got the bad end of the deal. You know, <laughs> like I wasn't pleased about it. Of course, I didn't want to see him. But if he left, I want to at least feel like, OK, I feel oh, that's that's all right. You know, we're going to be fine. But right now, I don't feel like we're we're fine just yet. Unless uh, after we start seeing what kind of moves and obviously what happens through free agency and draft and all that. But right now, it it. It just feels like we lost and we took a step backwards rather rather than forward. I think I think Amari would have done a Demarcus Lawrence deal. I, I, I think he would have done that. You know, where it saves you a lot on the cap. Saves you on the cap, but also kind of guarantees him a little bit. I think they could have worked with him. I just think that for whatever the reason, they've kind of made it their decision. And yeah. you know, I think there's some nitpicking from what I've heard about things that he doesn't do as well on the field and all that. I'm just kind of like. Okay, but yeah. but I think that they wanted to move on. They wanted to push this towards CD, let it be his his time, and and you know sign Gallup. It's not what I would have done. It really wouldn't. I I, I would have probably signed the deal, and I think he's probably next on your list here, Cedric Wilson. I probably would have signed Cedric Wilson instead of Michael Gallup. It's cheaper, and the guy's mm. going to be be available. Right. That's what I would have done. But I mean. But I think Gallup's more of a long-term thing, and I think it saves you a little bit more on the cap because they were able to spread that deal out more. Yeah, let's talk about Cedric Wilson. He gets a three-year deal, twenty-two million, seven point three five million. It was the is the average per year uh, with twelve twelve point seven five million guaranteed. He goes to the Dolphins. What do you think of the deal? Uh, I don't want to agree with Nick because I want to give some differences yeah, okay. of opinion on this show, but I, I do. When I said it last week, I would have preferred Cedric Wilson, not, not only because of the money, but also he... I don't feel like it's that different than Michael Gallup. And I know mm-hmm. you can make that face. I disagree. But I'm not I think, really disagree. Yeah, I think... Yeah. Okay, some people will disagree, and some people see the skills that Michael Gallup has over Cedric Wilson, but Based on what I saw last year on Cedric Wilson, it did give me a lot more hope that given the opportunity, he will keep giving you things that you won't miss Michael Gallup, especially seeing the connection that Dak has with him, which is hard to find. It's hard to find a quarterback, especially a guy like Dak that does need that kind of help. But it's hard to find a, a guy that can connect that way and be in sync with your quarterback. But I, I actually think he has that same level of connection with Michael Gallup. Like, you think about the number of plays that we've seen between the two of them where he hits him just perfectly mm. toward the sideline where it's right where Gallup can make the catch. And we know Gallup can make those kinds of catches. Like, I think he has a similar connection with him as well. I don't think it's just Cedric and he doesn't have that connection with other players. I think he's got that same connection with other guys. And to me, it's really just about – I hear what you guys are saying, and I get it. Cedric is a good, solid rep- receiver in my opinion I think Michael Gallup is also a solid receiver I think Michael Gallup though has the skill and and things I've seen that suggest he can be more than that and as he continues to develop I think he has the skill to be more than just a solid receiver he has some skills that makes him do some extraordinary things I haven't necessarily seen that from Cedric I haven't seen Cedric make those extraordinary plays in the same way and at the Cedric same. Can throw the ball. No, I, I, that's great. That's <laughs> nice. And again, I, I get that, but I, I'm I, no, again. But I just I think Michael for. Gallup. I think Michael Gallup is a just if you were stacking them up right beside each other. I think Michael Gallup is a better receiver. And so for me, I don't think the money kills them. This is a very very this is a very doable deal for mm-hmm. them. So if you can get the better receiver for a very doable price, yeah, do it. And that's the thing, like. It's easy to look at it and go, well, Gallup's getting what almost eleven million, no more than that, almost almost twelve. His average, his average, yeah, somewhere around there. But I mean, but only it, what four it, and a half to five yeah. is counted against the yeah, cap this in, year. Yeah, in like, reality, that's yeah. not really the case. That he may probably, not see a lot of that. It's probably a cheaper yeah. deal than than Cedric. But I, I think Cedric is a more versatile player, and I think he's a he's a. I, I've seen. Is it just because of the his ability to throw that you call him more no, versatile? No. What's the, what's the other part? I think he's I think he's a better fluid athlete. I think he's. I think he's a better athlete. I, I've seen. I've seen more plays where I like him in the middle of the field. I, I, the Minnesota game comes to mind where he was weaving through for touchdown. The one where he was spinning there against Carolina for a touchdown. Uh, he, he he's made clutch plays too. He's New England game. They lose if he doesn't make a catch on the sideline. He's had some balls where he's made perfectly thrown passes right in there. I mean, he's made plays too. So I, you know, I I just think he's a and and, and to me, it's the health. 
It's it's the that's it's, fair. It's in March and April. He'll be out. On, I'm pointing to a practice field out here. Um, you know, I just think he his you know availability availability cheaper and I think comparable in the place. That's yeah. the thing. It's like uh, seeing recent history. What you've seen recently does influence yeah. kind mm-hmm. of what we have in yeah. our mind right now. At least I can say that for myself. Me, I wouldn't go as far as saying he's definitely for sure a better player than Gallup, but they're very hand in hand to me and. That Money. what I have in my mind right now is just a Cedric Wilson that will jump, go there. He can do the tiptoe too, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he can do that too. He can throw the ball, and again, not that you're looking for your receiver to be the quarterback either, but just a little extra spice on there, and that's why you know I. It opens yeah. it up though when you when you have that in your arsenal. I mean, it does open it up. I mean, I thought the th- his throw against Minnesota to to CD <laughs> throw. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure he can. <laughs> I'm sure I he can, can too. I, my, my, I, guess, can. I guess my point is, like, I think there are probably other guys that could do that if you ask them to. I think CD adds that that level of, um, you know, he can do different kinds of things. Maybe, maybe CD. I mean, maybe uh, Michael Gallup can. I don't. Who knows whether on, they can? Just haven't asked them. CD can't throw the ball. So who's going to catch it? CD's the catcher. I mean, he's the guy that's catching the ball. Here. Michael Gallup. Okay, I'm not talking about the first three weeks of the season. <laughs> no, and that's this actually, won't take long. No, but that's actually a fair a fair yeah. point when you start talking about health and availability. Because I am a little worried mm-hmm. about what they're going to do at the beginning of the season if Michael Gallup isn't ready to go. Like, how do they manage that? Because yeah. they just they've lost their depth at wide receiver at this yeah. point. All right, let's talk about Connor Williams. He gets a two year, fourteen million dollar deal, average seven million a year, seven point five guaranteed. He also goes to the Dolphins. That's just becoming Dallas Cowboys East. That being said, uh, what do you think about the deal? What do you think about the Cowboys allowing him to go? It's scary. It's, it's a scary thing because in no way did the Cowboys want Connor Williams back. And the fans didn't want him nope. back. And they don't want this guy to play left guard anymore, even though he's done it for four years. So he goes. He's a $7 million a year player. So they want somebody better than that, clearly. But that if he's a seven million dollar guard, you know, year guard, then uh oh, yeah, you know, yeah, we only got so much money, right? So, so that's, I get this defensive end. That's, that's a scary thing, and there's not a lot of guards out there. So, and you don't want to go into the draft pigeonholed into well, you have yeah. to take a guard because that's when you get jumped. That's when you get jumped by somebody that says, "Oh, they know we'll take you because they know you got to take them." Yeah. So, and then I wouldn't go much farther than the first round, maybe the second, on taking a guard that you can plug right in and, pl- and being able to play. Yeah. So it, it's kind of scary. Like, what are they, what are they doing here? You know. So would you? But you? But you would not. I, I want to be clear. You're not saying you would have made this deal for Connor Williams. No. What I'm saying is, is that if I'm gonna have to let go of of Amari Cooper and I'm doing all these other moves, I'm not worried about Gallup or Gregory. I would have signed Scherf from. I would have done that. I cannot argue with you. On and that. I, and then maybe maybe for the first time <laughs> yeah. in his life, Zach Martin is a little pissed off or annoyed, and maybe you got to rub that belly a little bit or figure that out. But either way, <laughs> you give me those two you guys, give me two badass guards. I, I actually think at that point, Biotis becomes he, he can do becomes it. an okay center. <laughs> he can. When you do got it. those two guys. Like I think you become an okay center. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I with mean, that. he is an okay center. He he's an okay center, but okay is not getting the job done. Okay, he's not. Okay, well, he, he will be a better center with those two guys. If Serviceable, guys. you know. Yeah. You wouldn't have to go draft a center, but you probably could. But man, I, I mean, I, I I would have done that. That's that's been my thought. But they don't want to go that route. Yeah. All right, Amber, thoughts. Connor. Uh, Connor. I mean, you do. We all know. <laughs> we all know it was gonna happen. Yeah. We, I think that we knew his time here was over and. Neither part were really happy. I can't imagine Connor being happy either with everything that's being asked of him, getting so many criticism, not just maybe from the people in the building, but also people out there, the fans, constantly criticizing. And sometimes it was fair, and other times I think he got more than than what he should have. But at the end of the day, yeah, his time was up, and it is very, very concerning not to see any moves happening right now at that position and on the O-line. Because we know Dak really needs help from the O-line. And so does the running game. We know Zeke needs it. And Tony Pollard. And those two and people that were a few weeks ago cut Zeke. Well, we already know that ain't happening. It's not going to happen. It doesn't work out for the Cowboys that way. Zeke is here to stay. And they need the help that they can get. All the help that they can get on the O-line. Yep. All right. 
Um, we'll say this, and and I, there are people listening live, and, and obviously if you're listening later, this is going to be outdated, but uh, Randy Gregory has tweeted out here at about noon our time. Madden put a picture of him in a Broncos uniform and thoughts, and then he just typed in LFG. So... <laughs> So in other words, he's, right. I think we're pretty sure he's going to Denver. Huh? LFG. Let's, yeah. Left field. I don't know. I don't know. Left field Gregory. Let's effing go. So yeah. it looks like he, he's going. But you know what? Got to sign. Got to sign the papers. We'll yeah. See what happens. But, yeah, yeah that, that, that kind of seems like he's uh, out there. But we'll, we'll see. This thing is, uh, again, I keep calling it a roller coaster, and I don't know if the, the ride's over yet. That's so annoying. <laughs> All right, we're gonna so take annoying. we're gonna take our final break. We come back. We got a whole list of Cowboys free agents that uh, that we have not heard about, and uh, we'll talk about those guys and what we think is going to happen here over the next few days, maybe the next few weeks for some of them. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with, and I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with United, United Ag and Turf. Turf the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. At AT AT&T... Everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. Whether you're in the stands or watching at home, you can see more and do more with Essler Lens. Essler.com. See more, do more. Essler. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking free agency. There are so many storylines to follow that will stay the same for the next uh, few days, maybe weeks, uh, heading right into the draft, which uh, should be interesting here at the end of April. Um, never, never lost for something to talk about here on the break. Let's talk about some of the guys that are free agents that we have not talked a lot about and that, that really haven't been in the news cycle here recently. Uh, let's start first with Dorrance Armstrong. Where, where do you think things are with Dorrance Armstrong as a defensive end? And I want you to put it in two different categories. One, if for some reason the Cowboys were to go out and be able to, before he gets his name on a sheet of paper, get Randy Gregory back. That doesn't seem mm-hmm. likely. But if that happens. Or... If he's gone, and and then you got to move on and try to figure out what you're going to do, what is, how does that help or hurt? I think Dorrance. I think they they look to sign Dorrance if if it doesn't happen with Randy, and I think that they're pursuing that right now. Um, from what I hear, the the years is kind of the the issue there. They you know Dorrance wants a shorter deal, and the Cowboys want a longer deal just because it spreads out the cap a little bit. Um, so I, I think that there's talk there. I mean, that's not you know personally. Dorrance can't be Randy Gregory. He just can't. That's not his thing. He can be different and solid, but he, he's not going to ever be that explosive type player. Um, I think if you draft Chauncey Golston in the third round from Iowa, I think he's got to be Dorrance Armstrong. So I'm 
you know, I'm fine if they re-sign him, but he's not going to get anyone that excited. And other than maybe, you know, special teams coach and all that, because he's got a defensive end who can play. But I don't know if he's playing at that at that number, you know. So I, I don't know. I, I think that they're going to try to sign him if they don't get Randy. But I don't know if that helps you that much. Yeah, I wouldn't mind either way. I think he he's in that category of guys that we always see in free agency where it's, I'm not going to say easily replaceable, but you can find a guy that can also do similar things that he does. So he's right there in the middle of those type of guys that I'm okay if they bring him back, but I'm also okay thinking that they will find another defensive end in that level of of his same level. I think what I'm trying to say, I know I was kind of all over the place. I think I agree with you, and I I would rather get a dynamic player, use the money to get one dynamic player – as opposed to getting a couple of guys like Dorrance and someone else, because I do think you've got Golston, and then you can figure someone else out. I'd rather have the dynamic player, whether it be a, a guard or whether it be a, another defensive end, but I'd rather spend that money that you were going to spend on Gregory for one big guy. Okay, so I got the scenario for you, because I think I, I, think I disagree with you under this scenario. Okay. So would you rather have Von Miller? Or would you rather have Dorrance Armstrong plus Bobby Wagner? Because the way I look at it is, if you gave me Bobby Wagner with Dorrance Armstrong, yeah. the way I look at that is on on most downs I can play Dorrance Armstrong at defensive end. I now have Micah I can move in on pass rush downs. I now have another linebacker that's a dynamic yeah. linebacker. If I wanted to even play Micah Moore at defensive end, uh, I got a lot of options there. To me, I look at that, I say that may be an even better option and maybe more cost-effective then going all in with, say, a Von Miller. What do you That thought? sounds good, but I mean, I, I I think if I'm doing the math right, I think it's about 18, I think it's about 20 million, you know, maybe eight for Dorrance and like 12 for. You think you have to get eight for Dorrance? Yeah. Oh, wow. Seven, maybe? Okay. So and you're doing 14 for, for Randy and spreading it out a little yeah. bit more. So I don't, I don't think it's an apples to apples type thing with yeah. those two. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I get what, I get your point. I just it, the Chauncey Golston just like man, he's got to be this year's version of of Dorian Armstrong. Which also that's I guess that's where I get back to. I don't know how excited I am about possibly getting Dorian's back because I think Chauncey. I'm hoping yeah. you, when you draft him in the third round, you're hoping that he's going to become Dorian Armstrong. And and there were moments this year when you saw things you're like oh, that was a pretty good play. Okay, he's got a little something to him. So I, I I do I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. I think he can at the very least become but what Dorrance was. I'm getting though if if I if when Randy leaves, the number one priority for me would probably be Bobby Wagner. Because more so than saying a Vaughn, or is Vaughn just out of your price range? I think he's not? out of the range, but yeah. you know, if he wants to come to Dallas, that's that's fine. It sounds like he might go to LA. But I think it'd be Bobby Wagner because you got an issue at linebacker. Yeah, you know, you're not re-signing Layton. You only got one on the on the yeah. on the roster right now, right? You only have well. I mean, those other three. One they, that's played. They said they're not going. I thought there were there were what Jabril, Jabril Cox is on. I forgot about Jabril Cox. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a big one to forget about too. Because yeah. he's going to be playing next year. Yeah, he's going to sure. be playing. But I mean, I just think you got one experienced linebacker, yeah. and everyone in the world trying to move him to defensive end, and he he could be. I mean, he yeah, could play yeah. some defensive end this year. I think he plays a lot more on the outside than he did this year. Is that maybe your answer, that if you get if you could get Bobby Wagner, maybe you move Micah to defensive end full-time, or at least most of the time? Or at least on passing downs, like he's yeah. always your defensive end? I don't know. I mean, I know that, that McCarthy said, he. I mean, he told the guys the other day about, hey, you know, Half of his sacks came from up the middle and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, I mean, I think that they're trying to – they want to still keep him that way. But I do think on third downs he might be on the outside a little bit more. It, it's all going to be on what, what it looks like. Because if you got Von Miller, let's say they signed Von Miller or Zadarius Smith or some outside rusher with D-Law, he's going to probably rush more in the middle. If you got Wagner or you got drafted a first-round linebacker, he's probably going to be more on the outside. So that's why having Swiss Army knife – Badasses like him. Yeah. We're not talking about. It's a, also why they're not plentiful. It's hard to yeah, find them. Yeah. yeah, we're not talking about a Patrick Creighton, Cedric Wilson. Like he can do a lot of everything. We're talking about someone that does elite level stuff here and there. Yes, yeah. he's valuable to have. And right now, they don't have the defensive end, the other defensive end that they need, or a linebacker really. Because uh-huh. what do you have a linebacker currently? Uh, you have. We don't have anybody really. No? Yeah. 
So that's another problem. So you got this guy that's arguably the best player on the roster. And there are two positions that are uncertain right now that you don't know what's going to happen. So you clearly do need to address both of them to be able to utilize him the ways that you guys have been talking about in, in, as a Swiss Army knife. But I wanted to ask real quick, this is definitely going to be a dumb question, mm -hmm. but whatever, I don't care <laughs> asking about dumb questions. But for guys, obviously not your, your expensive guys, top players, but guys like Dorrance Armstrong, when you, like, let's say, sign them or whatever, how much money would you lose if you end up, like, getting rid of him at training camp? Like, after training camp? Mm, Depends on. on the deal. Yeah, someone like like him. You know, not, not necessarily your main guys, obviously, but mm. those lower-end guys, but not necessarily your full mm -hmm. at the bottom of the depth I chart. I mean, that gets, that gets back to, like, how long is the deal? Like, what Nick was talking about earlier, like, he's wanting a shorter-term deal. They want a longer-term deal. If it's a longer-term deal, it hurts more to release him soon mm -hmm. because you're expecting to be able to spread that money out over all those years, and now it all comes due. Um, so I think that's really kind of the issue is what kind of deal do they have? Well, how many years do they have left on that deal where they would have been yeah. kind of spreading out the, the, the signing bonus? Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think that would happen this year. It also just depends on what it looks like. Yeah. You know, like if – when they say an average of eight a year, it's like what is it? Is it – you know, is it salary or is it, is bonus, it guaranteed yeah. money or is it bonus yeah. and all that? I mean, it's, it's hard to tell. Usually that doesn't happen if they sign him to a deal like that because the well, first couple, deal. first yeah. couple of years. If it's a one-year deal, it doesn't really matter. But, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if it's a one-year deal that, that most of it is a guarantee or is it a bonus or something like that, then it wouldn't, I guess what wouldn't I, want I, to. I was like a, maybe a Noah Brown type yeah. of guy that you then, could do something like that with. Noah but I was Brown. just – and, and that thought, and the line thought of like, okay, what kind of guys can you kind of back yourself up a little bit right now before you figure out what exactly other moves you can make, whether yeah. it's a big splash on free agency or through the draft? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's hard to tell right now. Um, I think. You know, one thing we didn't really talk about is D Law too. Like, I mean, did we? I mean, no, we, a well, we kind of we talked about it in the. Con I just think it's, it's kind of weird because talk about a narrative that changed. Hmm. I mean, uh, a week ago, D Law was the guy that was like, "Oh, he's a, he, I'm not taking a pay cut. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do anything to help the team." And then he comes <laughs> yeah. in and 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 okay, well, we we kind of know why. Well, yeah, but I mean, he also he also did. A team-friendly thing, which it helped him. I mean, that's not—he's going to get thirty million guaranteed, but it's—but it still helps him and it helped the team. And it was—and he did it so he could re-sign Hooker, Gregory, and Curse. That's why he did it. And doesn't look like he's going to get all three right now. He just got one with Malik Hooker, but he did it to, to help the team. Helped him. I, I called it a win-win-win-win-win situation. And. Yeah. You know, I didn't get that. I didn't get that that last one with Gregory. But I do think if he can get more players out of this, then I think it's a you know, I think it was a it was a move. Dave Hellman said it best. It's a move that fan that fans always want the players to make. Help the team out, and that's what he did. He went in there and signed it and did you know did a yeah. team friendly deal. Yeah, and part of it too was I mean obviously he had to protect himself mm -hmm. because he didn't want to get into a situation where we've seen this happen in the NFL as well. So it goes back to what I was saying earlier, where players have to look out for themselves mm -hmm. too. Is you know you wait and and the team doesn't want to do anything right now, but then they wait and then you get cut like in June or July, and and now you're sitting out there as a free agent when all the money's been taken. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that's that's factored into why he would make a decision like this. But I think as you said, it actually ended up working out for everyone. It was a win for the team. It was a win for him. Hopefully yeah. a win for for some other players that'll be signed back here, even if it's not Randy Gray. Right. Um, and and he did say on a, on a podcast he was on. Uh, just yesterday, he said he was asked about you know kind of how they move from here, and he's like, look, just get players, right? So you know if they got Vaughn or if they got Bobby Wagner, I think he's going to be happy. I don't think it, the name is I. You got to use my money to get Randy. I think he just wants to have good players. So because he at the end of the day, like every other player, he wants to win ultimately. Right. All right. Let's talk about uh, Demonte Casey. He spent most of the year last wow. year as your starting free safety. What's happening with him? Is that somebody the Cowboys even thinking about at this point, or is he just going to be out of free agency and whatever he gets is what he gets from somewhere else? Got anything? Because I because anything. I I I honestly like I remembered Monte Casey like seven seconds ago when you just mentioned his name. I, I hadn't mm. been. In I other mean, words, he ain't on their radar. He's not. He's not. And it had nothing to do with the money. They just it's not the fit that they want. So yeah. I, I think probably because of the similarity in the name and like starting with a K. My mom always just curse? thinks of curse <laughs> initially. So you tend to forget like 
Casey. They 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 signed Hooker. I mean that's what yeah. they signed Malik. So that's going to be their free safety. And they're yeah they're free safety and they try and they're trying to re-sign Jaron Curse and so that's and they got McQuamu here. They hope to keep developing maybe. Like, yeah, of course. Are, you know they, yeah. they got other guys that are lower rung guys. And Donovan Wilson yeah. still you know yeah. so yeah you you've got you've got guys there and I think everyone knew this was one of those situations that you know they threw stuff at the wall and hoping to see what's sti- you know what's going to stick. I mean yeah. Curse. Casey Hooker, all three of them, one-year deals. We'll see what works. Yeah. And you could say they all kind of worked. I mean, Casey was a good player. He was probably a more productive player. But I thought, you know, from upside standpoint, I think they think Hooker is yeah. better. And Hooker was coming off an Achilles last year. So, so was I Casey. Think, so, I mean, yeah. to be fair, so was but, Casey. Right. But I, I do think that the expectation was Hooker was getting better as the season went on. Yeah. They thought coming into this year, he might be a better option for them than last year. And this was a first-round pick that was, you know, yeah. that has the talent and all that. He's just got to kind of come into his I own. I have forgotten his history Malik in injuries. Hooker. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, until... We mm-hmm. did the the article about him getting resigned and all that, but I have forgotten he went through all of that. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, okay, yeah, yeah. but that, that's pretty impressive. But was a good player at one point. Like that's yeah. that mm-hmm. you you might steal one here if if he can you know stay healthy. You might steal a really really good player. Yeah, there's there's no doubt if he can if he can come back from that, and he has he's come back. But I mean you got to just keep got to keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. All right, Leighton Vanderesh, where where are we with him? What's the likelihood? I know you were talking about his market earlier. What where, where are you hearing about him? I think he's. He's um, didn't get the money that he thought he was going to get, but um, it sounds like he's gonna gonna get some interest here. I, th- I think Pittsburgh, New England, maybe a couple other AFC teams are, are in the mix there. I think the Cowboys were kind of lukewarm on him coming back, and you know, and I think Leighton wanted to come back, but he's got to be. This is his second contract. He's got to he's got to do the, the most for him. Based on what you guys saw from him last year, and really over the course of his career here in Dallas. Would you like to see Leighton Vanderish back if the money works? Well, the money's got to really work. <laughs> no, I mean like it's got to really work. I think, I think that last game was tricky because it, it it showed him he played really well. But there's not many teams in the NFL that play the way the 49ers play. Mm-hmm. They are they they try to run the ball at you, and if that's the case, I think Leighton can be effective. I think Leighton would be really good for Pittsburgh because I think the Browns like to run it. I think the Bengals even like to run it, and the Ravens. That division, that division. Just works. Yeah. I think it would be right up his alley. But when he's running around trying to to, to get chase tight ends and running backs out of the backfield and stuff like that, that's not really his strength. And so I I don't think all games would be his best game, and that's probably not going to be worth the money that you get. So, um, you know, I'm surprised that he wanted to come back though. He re- he did for the right price, but he's got to be smart about it. So, yeah, he he's kind of lost it for me. Like you know when you see certain players that they're just completely ruthless and they they just throw themselves on there and do that make that tackle and all that. And I'm not saying he doesn't play hard. Obviously, every player that gets on that field plays hard. But there's something about him that he just has lost that spark that he had shown his rookie year. And maybe the last injury he got maybe really got to him or something. I don't know. I'm just speculating here. But he just has lost that that adrenaline that I once saw in him. So right now he he didn't give me much to want to bring him back for, based on specifically what we saw last year. All right. A um, few guys I'm going to run down real quick. Just let me know what you what you're hearing about them. Uh, let's start with Brian Anger. Then give me Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal, I'll say that I, I don't think he's in the mix. Uh, Keanu Neal was supposed to come in and be a safety that was transitioning into linebacker that could be their nickel guy and probably lead the team in tackles, yeah. and that happened. It's just his name was Jaron Curse. That's what happened. Jaron Curse yeah. just took the role that Ke- Keanu Neal was supposed to have, and that's what they did it better. Do, and did yeah. it better. And yeah. so that's what I think's happening there. And then Anger, you know, I. That they want him back. They just want a right price. I think Hecker's now in the Yeah, mix. I was about to say, how does Hecker play into that? Because obviously that's one of one yeah. of Bones Fossil's guys, sure. and he loves his guys. We've seen that. So. Yeah, I, I, but it, but it, they put a cap on it. I mean, they're not spending a, a yeah. ton on for the punter. They they 
you know, they've looked at that, you know, Anger's history, and he's he seems to do better when he had one year when he's on a one year deal. Talk about that because I I think sometimes, and I, at least what I've heard in the media, the general media, everybody's like, why wouldn't you resign Anger? He was so great last year, and by the way, he was really great. And my eyes even opened once you told me, like, go look at his history. Go look at yeah. how he's performed over years. I think a lot of people think he's, you know, fresh into the NFL and this is like his, no. you know, this. But talk about that a yeah, little bit. He, yeah, this is every year with, that he has signed, like, a one-year deal, a prove-it deal, he's done it. He's, he's been really it. good. Then he gets, a, like, a three-year deal out of it. And he never makes it to the second year of that because he doesn't perform to that level. And then he goes and gets another deal. And he so how many years has he? I think this is like his eighth or ninth year. So he's yeah. kind of done this. I was kind of shocked when you told me that. Yeah. Like, wow. So he hasn't been as great all the time. It's been an up and down type of of career at times. Um, but so investing a lot of money in him is a bit of a risk. Yeah, right? a little bit. But mm. but I'll say this: I think he's. I think he's perfect for for what Fossil's doing, and so punters want to play for him because because we talked about this several times. He protects the punter. Mm-hmm. He 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 he's his reputation is one of a guy that's going to do a lot of fakes, and you know he, he's getting very good numbers out of it because all you got to do is go up there, punt the ball high, far, nobody's going to going to return it because yep. C.J. Goodwin's already down there waiting on him to catch it. Yep. So it's a good situation to be a punter here, and I think that they'll get a good one. I don't know if it'll be Anger. I don't know if it'll be Hecker. I don't know. But they'll get a good one because even if the money's not great, it's a good place for them to be. All right. Appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back next week. We'll have more, I'm sure, more news on free agency. Keep locked on DallasCowboys.com and the Cowboys mobile app for more information. Till then, for Nick Eatman and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?